my fellow Americans, I come before you tonight and as a man whose honesty and, and integrity has been questioned. I have a theory, too, that the best and only answer to an honest misunderstanding of the facts is to tell the truth. And that's why I'm here tonight. I want to tell you my side of the case. Hi, I'm Colin, here with my co-hosts Cody and Alex, and you're listening to our Fireside Chat, the mini-sode where we correct all the stupid stuff we said in the main episode and determine a winner. There are four categories that each debater will be assessed with. One point for the least errors, one point for most interesting history, one point for most prepared, and two points for most convincing argument. Without further ado, let's relax by the warm glow of the fire and chat about the episode. Last time we asked the question, what if Leonardo da Vinci was allergic to paint? Alex, we're going to start with you. Tell us about all the the really dumb stuff that you said. I mean, yeah, so some of the stuff was, was maybe not the most correct thing in the world. Okay, so let me just get out by saying this in the beginning. So the NPC Daily article about the Vatican making a robot was fake news, <laughs> uh, at least allegedly fake news i still i've done a lot of research to it but i can't find it any anything saying that's true but i can't find anything saying that's not true besides everything saying that's not true <laughs> so at hey least... i do have a question what is that article was it like a comedy website about parody or is it a conspiracy yeah. website no it's not a conspiracy website like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a it's straight parody yeah <laughs> yeah it's straight parody yeah um so you know uh not 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 to not not the best source but but you know what <laughs> is true though but you know what is not fake you know what is true there was an axios article uh that quotes Pope Francis saying that he prays for good AI. So, basically, even though the Vatican isn't technically building a giant death robot that's going to take over the world and put us all underneath the thumb of the Vatican, they are worried about future advancements in AI and hoping that we make the progress of robotics and artificial intelligence that it always serves mankind uh, instead of Pope kind. Uh, so that that is something that we are all, all very worried about. And I, I will track the story for you guys, by the way. Uh, I'm basically imagining that every time we do a fireside, uh, I'll, I'll give you updates on if there's anything <laughs> happening with the Vatican. Uh, I used to be able to walk by it when I lived in Rome. Uh, but I just, in case anything comes up, I'll let you all know. All right. Um, it sounds so. like it sounds like he specifically isn't charting any church organization to research ai it sounds like he's just hoping that scientists and government agencies will produce good ai okay so he's the pope okay he can't <laughs> go out there and admit that he's working on a super death ai all right like he <laughs> oh, is it's, it's it gotta be quiet about it you know you know how these things work <laughs> um so speaking of of things that i uh did not get correct either uh it's phrenology not nephrology uh phrenology is the study of skull size to determine personal traits nephrology is the study of kidneys um so i apologize for that one uh i also said uh the saint peter's Bas- uh basilisk uh <laughs> instead of saint peter's basilica <laughs> um so in case you're wondering it's not a giant snake <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> is my <laughs> Savior. <laughs> it's St. Peter's Basilisk. <laughs> yeah, St. Peter's Basilisk. It's one of the Horcruxes. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you minus. Oh, I'll give you minus two and a two and a quarter tallies because the St. Peter's Basilisk, 
You know, that's that's just a, a common mispronunciation. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it minus minus two and a quarter. Cody, what was the wait a minute? Wait a minute. Last week I got minus ten, and he's only getting <laughs> minus two and a quarter when he doubled down on defending that the that the church is planning something with AI. I'm just speaking the truth, Cody. Okay. Cody, the this is why you haven't been winning episodes when you come at the host. <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> Colin, you're doing a great job today. <laughs> Thank you, Beautiful. Alex. Your voice sounds wonderful. Like, oh, is that a new hair dye? It, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're down to minus two tallies. You got rid of a quarter. So. Cody, let's hear about uh, what I'm sure is the numerous dumb things that you've said. Okay. Um, there weren't as many as last week. Um, but I do state that buildings typically struggle to survive for 500 years. This is kind of wrong on a philosophical level, depending on how you look at it. Um, buildings don't last that long naturally, but we're human beings with thumbs, so we maintain them, and as a result of that, they are able to last for a very long time, including longer than 500 years. So it's kind of like Theseus's paradox. If you've replaced every part of something, is it still the same thing, you know? Yeah, but, you know, your cells cycle out every so many years. Are you still the same person after that? That whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm so, pretty sure I can so, definitively answer this question by saying you're not, and that's it. We don't need to debate it anymore. <laughs> Take that philosophy, <laughs> you idiots. Why are you talking about it so much? Um, I also stated that Da Vinci wasn't born in Vinci, and I was corrected on air. So I don't think I should lose a, a full point for that since you guys caught it there. But it is worth explaining why I was so dumbfounded uh, by that. When you Google where Da Vinci was born, it comes up as Anciano Tuscany, not Vinci. Mm -hmm. um, Anciano is a hamlet in the commune of Vinci, which is part of the province of Florence, part of the region of Tuscany in the country of Italy. Mm. And I, as an American, am unfamiliar with all of those terms. So I <laughs> Including <disagree>. country. <laughs> Especially the last one. <laughs> Whatever the that is. Um, okay, so, so I, I took it upon myself for all Americans to do digging on all of those terms. And so here is the translation. We're going to find out what a country is by the end of this podcast we're gonna figure it out guys so here so here's the american translation for you if if da vinci was living here he might live in the neighborhood midtown in the borough of manhattan in the city new york city in the state new york in the country the united states and i still don't know what a borough is but that got me a lot closer <laughs> to the answer <laughs> so Okay. All right. Well, I yeah, you were corrected on air, um, and so I guess I guess we'll only give you a minus point seven five for that. Perfect. Yeah. So, so so I believe that makes me a quarter point ahead of Alex. Yeah. So uh, that's okay. just a quick question though. Shouldn't did who, Colin? Did you correct him on air, or who who corrected him on air? Or was it both of us? Because like I feel like if it was both of us, then like. Maybe I should get like a tally. It, for, it know, was both of us, but as the host who was saying the information, I think you cut me off in that moment. I think you spoke <laughs> over me, and it, it oh. angered me, and now is my oh. sweet vengeance. Uh, oh, so, no. <laughs> so Cody, I will give you minus one point seven five tallies, which means you are the winner for for least errors, but just by a little bit. This was a relatively truthful episode, actually. <laughs> including the megaphone. Good on us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's speculative history, so we Yeah, can't. that's all the speculative stuff. You can't hold me against. All right, so the next me. the next category is 
uh, most interesting history. Um, for this one, Alex talked to us about how Da Vinci's um, expertise in other areas like mechanical building could have led him to a path of noble transcendency within the church uh, if he did not have that outlet for art. And he, he, you know, he talked about how, nope, how Da Vinci could have built war machines um, and brought us through the, the machine gun crossbow and other such. And I thought that was super fascinating. And you also talked about Pope, uh, Pope Sixtus with his orgies uh, by Bearside and, and all that. General debauchery. Yeah, and general debauchery. And, and of course, I knew some of that, but I didn't. I was totally unaware of the level of debauchery that was considered acceptable out in public from a pope. We only touched the the top level of it too. The, we, the definitely have, we definitely we definitely need an episode yeah. about the popes later on. Um so so that was your addressing historian and Cody, I learned um I learned all about the, you know, the Mona Lisa and the Louvre. The the thing is, though, I, you know, I kind of already knew that the Mona Lisa was behind bulletproof glass. I knew that it was worth billions or about one Avengers movie. I knew that, <laughs> uh, you know, so, so I knew some things about the Mona Lisa. And I think you more expanded my knowledge rather than implant new interesting history to me. Okay, I think I know where this is going, so I'm going to take the chance to correct you. Yeah. Um it is not worth billions. This is a this this episode is dedicated to truth. It's 660 <laughs> million, considerably less than billions plural. Hold on. And even less than an Avengers movie too. <laughs> Hold on. But you're looking at what the insurance company was able to what would have insured it for or what the value the insurance company gave it, but that's not necessarily the price of art. The price of art is whatever what is whatever someone would be willing to pay for it. So it oh, may be yeah. more than it's, 660. Oh, it, it's, <laughs> that's a fucking stupid way to do it. But you can't just say, uh, if I asked you how expensive a glass, like the, uh, a gallon of milk was, like to some people, 50 cents, to others, $2,000. A gallon, of milk, a gallon of milk is you. worth about $2.30 <laughs> where I live. A banana is worth about 30 cents where I live, but a banana nailed to the wall is worth hundreds of thousands. So <laughs> okay, in the interest in the interest of a truthful episode, the banana was duct taped to the wall. Oh it was shit! Not, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. You're right. It was just, duct taped to the wall. Can we get some minuses on the the host? Like, oh can God. the host lose I the think episode? The host is losing right now. <laughs> All right, both of you have ended up with negative tallies for the interesting <laughs> history part. Uh, neither of you were very interesting. You're both very hostile. But but I think for uh, for our sakes, Alex. I have to give the most interesting history point to you. You just told me a lot of stuff that I had never heard before. Boom. Well done, sir. A lot of it about the Mecca Pope wasn't real, but you know, it's still <laughs> interesting nonetheless. Okay, so our our next point is for most prepared, where I have a couple of questions about your arguments that you made, and we'll see if you can follow up with answers. Uh Alex, the is the crossbow machine gun really a practical weapon, or is it kind of like a lightsaber, which, you know, cool in theory, but impractical and probably detrimental in real usage? Yeah, uh, so it, it isn't really a practical weapon. Like, even in the episode, uh, Cody talks about how um, they 
preferred using the the machine gun cannon that he kind of created, which is just like a bunch of cannons like placed together and they could do uh, quick firing. Uh, and that was more practical and to be used like an actual like war and stuff like that compared to the the crossbow uh, machine gun. It's it's very large. You have to like crank it and everything. And it, it, it shoots a decent amount, but like to do like real damage, like isn't that impressive. And Da Vinci himself said it wasn't very uh, practical. Um, so yeah, it's, it's more similar to like a, a lightsaber. It's just so fucking cool looking though. It's so cool looking. So, and Da Vinci's tank didn't work either. So we may be speculating on the effectiveness of his weapon designs. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I think that that is part of the for the narrative that I placed in there. I had to. That was an, another leap that I had to take uh, with it. Is that his sure. weapons were better than 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 what they were actually designed, or more practical than what he designed? And this is more a question for all of us, but I'll I'll direct it to Alex primarily but anyone can answer did we look up the whether the gate suffix like at the end of watergate if that's a a universal language thing now if it's crossed into other things other than english so it's it's actually interesting like the 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 gate suffix uh they started adding it to different scandals that would happen to kind of like lessen the blow of watergate um so if if anything came up you could just add gate to it so in history's perspective watergate just seemed like one of many different types of gates uh that happened um and this actually did translate to to other languages in the other uh, different parts of the uh the world uh places like argentina germany south korea hungary china uh greece and a, a couple other ones wow. as well all add like gate or their term for door or for whatever like a gate type of word could could be in it instead. how about that so by trying to discredit the initial water gate we've ended up just creating a new way to express scandal yeah how about that ex- exactly hmm all right, thanks, Alex. I did a little bit of research on that too. Kind of one interesting addition to that is that in in recent years, um, a different suffix has replaced the gate as used more often for scandals. Really, and that's Gazi. Mm-hmm. Um, Gazi is technically used more, but it's for the exact opposite reason. It's um, the people are trying to validate the Benghazi scandal, so they're using it more to to describe other scandals. Oh. But post Pizzagate, like, is it like, is, are those, uh, maybe this is probably a hard question to ask because we don't have the numbers in front of us right now, but like, I, after Pizzagate and everything too, I feel like Gate's starting to get like a little, it's a little like, you know, language war going on right now between Godzi and Gate still. Yeah, yeah. We'll hmm. see at the end of it. That's hmm. very interesting. Really makes you think, huh? <laughs> really makes you think. I I guess I never put that together that like Gate is trying to lessen the blow and Gazi's trying to increase the impact. That's really that's really neat. Cody, you make the claim that the Louvre would have less traffic if it didn't have the Mona Lisa. Do you have any evidence to back this up? Yeah, I do. Uh as of 2019, um 2020 figures are not fair to take. But as of 2019, according to several sources, um including the New York Times, the Louvre gets an average of 10 million visitors per year and can accommodate 30 to 50,000 people per day. And the museum itself estimates that 80% of that traffic came to see the Mona Lisa specifically. Uh, the traffic for the Mona Lisa is so bad that during peak times, security guards are specifically instructed to block your view if you dawdle in front of the Mona Lisa <laughs> at any time. <laughs> you kind of They kind of just make you keep shuffling forward. Wow. They know that we have Google Images, right? <laughs> Why don't they just simply look it up on Google Images? Like, I can look at the Mona Lisa at any time. I have not seen the Mona Lisa, but I have heard from several people that it was underwhelming. I don't know if that's true. Hmm. So, Wow, hot yeah. take for the most famous image in, in yeah. history of the world. 
I think it might have to come from that there's always a crowd around it and people just don't really like crowds. Probably has yeah. something to do with it. And the security guards blocking your view. Those assholes. If you try and look at it closely. And and the guy who's just sitting there next to him going, you know you can just Google it. You don't need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> he ruins the vacation every time. All right, Cody, my second question for you is where does the slang term cheddar come from? <laughs> Boy, we're doing a lot of language development questions. I am fascinated <laughs> by language. I, lo- I love Cheddar cheese. Um, but in any case, the slang term cheddar is a, um, being used in reference to money likely comes from American welfare, um, which benefits used to include blocks of cheese from the government. Oh, um, yeah. Government cheese. Yeah, exactly. It is interesting, though, is that it, it, where government cheese comes from, it is kind of unclear. I think it comes from a cow. <laughs> <laughs> still got it still got it you oh alex oh, oh alex, alex. <laughs> the puns are my job get your own term <laughs> um anyway so we're not sure if it's coming from either like new deal welfare after world war ii or in the 80s under reagan three different theories i tend to like the reagan administration theory the best um, just cause I think it's the funniest. Um, so under Reagan, he had a ton of cheese available from the government that was getting too close to spoiling for it to be any good to the government. So, so he, he was like, he's just got to dump all this cheese. How does that, like, I got the, Reagan said a bunch of cheese. Oh, it's cheese. We gotta move this cheese. <laughs> I got too much cheese. Got cheese coming out of my ass. We gotta move it. <laughs> Bosses on us. So they create the Temporary Emergency Food Assistance Program. Temporary because the cheese is literally about to spoil. And and that that program, um, it, it, it advertises as blocks of government cheese which slice and melt well. So if oh. you want cheese that slices and melts well, but is close to spoiling, government cheese is for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And any state that requested help as far as uh, providing food benefits to Americans go, regardless of the amount requested, they were going to get 30 million pounds of cheese, which were sent in five-pound blocks. The USDA said it would be more economical to just dump all of the cheese in the ocean than trying to facilitate (laughs) this assistance program so the government stockpile is a a 560 million pounds of cheese that they were they were trying to dump Hmm. so how did that translate to cheese becoming money yeah because it's because it's the it's it's the benefits that you get so if you need Ah. help from the government you get a a check from the government as well as food from the government so it's part of your government a little cheese. cheese. Oh, okay. yeah, a little cheddar. That's so. Yeah, you get spoiled cheese. That's the money. <laughs> the <laughs> that is cheese. very interesting. And, and 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 once it's spoiled, that way both the money and the cheese are green. So it's Ooh. even even more <laughs> apparent. <laughs> okay, so I think for as far as most prepared goes, you were both really prepared. You both gave me you know very interesting answers. Um. <sighs> You know, just because Cody was able to elaborate on government cheese, Cody, I think I'm going to give you the edge in this one for most prepared. So I think as it stands is Cody at two tallies, Alex at one tally, or I'm sorry, Cody at two points, Alex at one point. The tallies are in the negatives by a lot because uh, <laughs> of all the, the angering you did at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so then the last category that we have, the last two points 
are going to be for most convincing historical argument or what I think is most likely to happen. Now, uh, Cody, you argued that uh, that Da Vinci was a relatively uninfluential figure uh, because he was so ahead of his time that people really didn't look at his work and gain anything from it. They only recognized his work well down the line, um, matched their own. And so as a result, you said that really the only area of life that would be affected is art history. And even then, it's probably only losing up to a billion dollars, probably a year or overall. And so it, you know, ultimately you argue that life would go on as normal. So that's a relatively interesting argument. Alex, you argued that uh, Da Vinci would pivot into building the Mecca Pope. Uh, and yes. designing robots as Pope. Did you argue that Da Vinci would become a Pope himself or just Cardinal? Uh, uh, no, he, he became, remember at the end, he became He also Pope became, Pope. that's uh, right, Mechanicus. he also became yeah. Pope, yeah. So these two arguments, they're both almost as believable as each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to determine what I think is most likely to happen, but I think in this case, I'm going to have to give the edge to Cody. Alex. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> Not this time, maybe next time, but Cody, you're, you are the winner of our of our second fireside our, of this Leonardo da, da Sneezy episode. So as our winner for this episode, you get to decide what we're doing next time and who is going to host. So go ahead and tell us about that. Hmm, this is an interesting power that I have. Um, <laughs> He's drunk with power. <laughs> okay, here's here's what I, I think I want to do. Um, I've got something that I kind of want to talk about uh, in mind. Um, but because of that, I can't be the host. So I'm going to name Alex as the host for mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. Um, topic's going to be World War Technology. Um, oh. What if... Uh, what if... Mustard gas was actually mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Another hard hitting question (laughs) from once upon another time. But uh, but I do want to specifically say to to Colin, who will be arguing against me, you can branch out into other uh, other World War technologies if you'd like. Okay. Okay. Not other war technologies, just World War technologies. World War technologies. Okay. All right. That should be an interesting episode. Very cool. Well, hey. As always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We're having a great time doing this, and we hope you are too. If you'd like to support us, please rate us uh, on Apple Podcasts. Maybe leave a review. And if you really want to support us, why don't you follow us on our social medias, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at PodOUAT. That's PodOUAT. You can find fun recaps of the episodes, as well as share with us what you think. And who knows, you might even hear your own opinions on the show uh, if you're doing that kind of stuff. Hey, so um, thank you for joining us. This has been a Milk Toast production. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Ta-ta for now.